Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. We are a collective of content creators, writers, and indie enthusiasts whose mission is to introduce gamers to hidden gems in the indie game world. My name is Puppet. Our usual host, Sam, is not able to join us today, so you get me. And I am joined by some of our talented writers to discuss the world of indie games. In today's episode, we are talking about conventions. Today, we have Taz. Taz, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm here, and I'm doing it. (laughs) Taz is our Twitch lead, um, which is wonderful. And we have Faye, who is a writer and content creator in our group. Um, How are you, Faye? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I didn't get to brush my hair or anything, so I am not on the camera, but I'm here (laughs) and ready to go. Yeah, that's actually me. Still have a voice. (laughs) Yes, still have a voice. Yeah, that's good. Um, Yeah, that's been me uh, most of our podcasts recently, but today I decided to get dressed. So, yeah, here we are. Yay. Well, thank you both for being with me today. We will be right back with what we are playing just after this. Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast. This is one of our main segments on the podcast, What We Are Playing. Whether it's indie or not, we play a ton of games. So let's start with you, Faye. What are you playing this week? Um, so this week uh, and for a few weeks, I've been playing uh, Fallout 4. Um, I played a lot of it in the past and then revisited it. And it's one of those games that once I start playing, it's hard for me to stop. <laughs> and yeah, I've also been um, uh, playing Rustler. I played the demo of Rustler recently, which um, might be possibly something that will come up later on, maybe at a convention. Um, it's basically a medieval Grand Theft Auto. It's an indie game. Um, and it's, it was pretty fun when I played it, so I'm excited to play some more. And I've also played the House Flipper 2 demo, which that game apparently isn't coming out. I don't know when, it just says 2023. We're over halfway through 2023, so who knows when that, (laughs) what that means. But, um, I really enjoyed it, and I have, like, 300 hours on the original House Flipper, so... I wow! <laughs> I'm confident I'm going to like this one, and I'm excited because the uh, they are also an indie company, kind of a bigger one, just because their games have taken off and amazing for them. They're expanding, but um, it is still a pretty small team, and you can tell they really, really care about um, their game and and helping bring the best gameplay experience i know that like whenever there's complaints they pretty quickly usually if they can they fix you know bugs or um 
just uh, even um, what's the word for it? Like quality of of gameplay. Like mm. you know, like if mm -hmm. it was difficult to get up ladders or something, they'll go in and tweak it and do something to make it an easier thing for the player. So I really appreciate that they really are hands on and and in there. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I I it has been my experience that indie games seem to be better at that sort of thing, like connecting with uh gamers about, you know, quality of life and bugs and updates, um, mm -hmm. more so than AAA games. But that's mm -hmm. just been my experience. So very cool. Yeah. Which faction in Fallout 4 are you sticking with? Um, honestly, the Minutemen, just because Classic. Yeah, the the um Brotherhood of Steel, they kind of scare me. They're like <laughs> way too serious. I'm like, uh -huh. wait, I just kind of want to like you know, figure my stuff out and do my thing and they're like, you will do nothing else. Right. But <laughs> live for us. Uh, and the railroad is great, but also if you're part of the railroad, you kind of have to be against like everyone else. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I like sticking to my Minutemen because, you know, you get all the cool settlements and, and all For that. Sure. So, yeah, and you get the castle, and I love the castle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yep. Nice. Good choice. Good choice. Nice. Well, uh, Taz, what are you playing this week? Uh, I'm playing a couple things. I've been playing... Um... Still, I'm still playing the Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles game uh, made by the same people that did Naruto Ninja Storm. Uh, and it's mm -hmm. phenomenal. It's great. I'm only on the part where like he's fighting the drum demon in the mansion. Um, and it's been pretty great. Uh, I've also been playing Layers of Fear 2023 um, on my Spooky Saturday. It has been it. Layers of Fear is my favorite horror series. Um, and they came out with like a, a complete, like, I think I want to say it's just like pretty much from the ground up, uh, remaster or a complete remake, um, with the new engine, new voice acting. Um, and, uh, this collection, it, it's a full on collection, this game, uh, cause you get the first game, the second game and all of their DLC. Um, so uh, I did one of the, the first games DLC last night, and it's interesting because it was very short. Maybe it's about an hour long, um, but uh, it, it's there's still multiple endings. Um, but it doesn't feel like that kind of game because it's kind of like I always describe this game as like being a roller coaster, like an amusement park ride. You don't there's nothing you have to do. Like you don't have to run. You don't have to hide. You don't have to collect anything to complete stuff. You don't have to collect batteries or health packets or anything like that it's you just walk through it um and because of all the things that are happening in like the dialogue and the narrative and just kind of it the ambiance just it makes it that kind of scary experience um and that's what i do enjoy because sure like playing horror games and having you know to deal with supplies and supply management and not dying all the time can get a little little scary a little frightening a little tiresome and exhausting but this one straight as an arrow but when it comes down to like just making decisions and stuff then it's like ooh, because i got the there's like three endings because you play as the daughter and there's like the true ending there's the resentful ending that i got and then there's a forgiveness ending 
it yeah i don't want to spoil too much but it's just fascinating so if you're into that kind of game where you just want to experience a roller coaster as opposed to having to do all the other stuff highly recommend layers of fear um again remasters on steam uh so look out for layers of fear 2023 and that's 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 the item so that's what i've been playing it's been great great experience nice that's awesome um uh see steam summer sale is on right now um i don't know about you but i have uh bought quite a few indie games (laughs) nice um it's been really fun and a couple of them i played last night on uh for silly saturday it's usually spooky saturday but we did silly saturday and uh one of which was uh is called i am bread which has been out since like 2015 and um it is it is about a piece of bread (laughs) i know surprising and it uh every goal of every piece of bread apparently is to become toast and so your job is to traverse across a kitchen and or different parts of the house in order to find a toaster or some kind of way to become toast and (laughs) it's kind of like uh the floor is lava a little bit because if you fall onto the floor you get dirty and if you um there's like a scale of how edible you are and you have to keep it within a certain range which is uh nerve-wracking but the the (laughs) physics i think are what are the funniest and most horrible part of this game because um it's just it's just wild you just have to play it um and i have a a new xbox controller that i just got new to me um, for my computer and I'm not used to it very much because I'm a Nintendo player and uh, this game just made my hands hurt because most of the uh, traveling you use the bumpers and the triggers and you have to like switch between them especially if you're climbing on walls and such um, oh, wow. and the way that that this controller is set up like is very strange and so the bumpers and the triggers are like not close to each other at all um anyway that was a thing my hands hurt so bad i was like oh my god yeah Um, i bet yeah but aside from that great game uh i had a lot of fun do recommend i am bread um the other game i played is called uh hatoful boyfriend which is a dating sim for pigeons and i Oh my gosh, I've seen this game. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, it's so great. It is wild. Um, It is just how it sounds. It's a dating sim for pigeons. You're like at school and you join this academy that's just for pigeons, but you are a human, which is very odd. And like you can join like the track team or student council or whatever. Didn't think that pigeons had a track team, but... Um, apparently they do. Um, I didn't join the track team. I joined the student council, which, um, wasn't the best choice. I wouldn't necessarily go with that because the, the president of the student council, not my favorite pigeon, just going to put it out there. (laughs) Um, my favorite pigeon was probably one that's on the track team. And when you first meet him, he's like jumping on pudding and you're like, what are you doing? And he, he's just great. He's anyway, also recommend this um pigeon dating sim and uh of course 
I have been playing, playing Duolingo as well. And Faye and I have been crushing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, are you, you're doing Japanese, right? Uh, in Spanish. In Spanish. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're kind of flipping between the two. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing Japanese and I'm doing pretty well. And yeah. Um, there, so on Duolingo, you have like, um, you have like, uh, I don't know, competitions with people and you have to be ranked in like the top 10 of your like league in order to go to the next league. And I have, <laughs> I've been fighting with this other person to be the top. <laughs> and it is so annoying because I'll get a certain amount of experience and then they will get like one extra experience point. And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> today's the last day <laughs> you. So I'm just trying to like, get as much experience as possible so they give up um yeah yeah so to me duolingo is a game i would say oh yeah <laughs> it's great um so yeah i am bread hetoful boyfriend and duolingo those are the three for this week y'all well thank you both for telling us what you've been playing this week we will be right back with the question of the week right after this Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast. Every day, we ask a question in our Discord for our followers to answer, and we decided to pull one of these questions to ask here on this week's podcast. And today's question is, what is the strangest game you've ever played? Taz, let's start with you. Oh, I'm still thinking about mine. I don't play strange games. It's just like <laughs> not my thing. I don't, I'm not really like, oh, that looks weird. Not really. Not, not, not. Uh, excuse me. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to me. Come back to me. I'll, I'll think about it. So, Faye, what is, what would you, it doesn't have to be the weirdest. It can just be weird. Yeah. Like, tell us um, what your game is. I think, um, still it's Taco Tom 2. And it's a game, it's kind of a little story that you go through, but, um, in, in the middle of each, uh, I guess segment of the story you play. It's a pretty simple kind of uh, game where you have to collect ingredients for a taco, and there's little obstacles while you do it. But the story is very interesting. You're a taco named Taco Tom. Uh, you find out uh, that your girlfriend something has happened to her, and you're very upset. And um, and you meet a penguin who is a DJ penguin who seems to be your friend, but you start to realize he has some nefarious uh, objectives. You also meet, I think she's a squid, uh, and she becomes kind of your new love. And um, yeah, and it, it goes on a roller coaster, and it's, it's a very indie game. You can tell, I think one person just made this game and 
did everything themselves. If I'm wrong, sorry if other people <laughs> contributed, but uh it it seems like a very uh just passion game and it is it's a very strange story and but it's but it's worth it. It's worth <laughs> it's worth the game and um yeah, yeah. I you just it's one of those you you have to check it out for yourself and experience it for yourself. But yes, Taco Tom 2, it's on Steam. Highly recommend. Nice. I think I remember during one of our panels uh when we were talking about ridiculous indies, um you mentioned that game and it is it looks wild. Um <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> cool. Uh well, my uh my game that I've played recently, the strangest one that I've played recently is, and I've talked about this game before because I love it. Um, it's called Anglerfish, and it is a 2D horror game that is so weird. I don't even know how to describe the weirdness, but basically, you are a guy who is um, at this bar called the Anglerfish, and you have to last the night and try to escape from the bar. And you like go underneath the bar and there's all kinds of things that happen. And this game, man, is so wild. It only saves when you die. So a lot of the game is like, it's okay that you die. And actually you want to die, depending on where you're at. And how you die kind of like takes you in certain directions. It's kind of like a butterfly effect. Um, And the weirdest things happen. Like... Like today, I I was uh, laughing about a description of one of their updates, and I sent a screenshot to Taz and Faye, and they were like, what is, is that a dinosaur? Is that a naked lady? What? Is that a dinosaur? Like, are they in a bathroom? And I was like, oh, I guess the screenshot like that they used for this update is pretty weird, but like, it didn't even phase me because that's not the weirdest thing in the game. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but the the description was funny, like of their update. Um, so yeah, anglerfish. Um, another part of this game that I just really loved is um, there comes a point when you start to die over and over again because you're running away from certain things, and you have to try the same thing over and over because things slightly change, and it can get a little frustrating. Like. Don't get me wrong, there was a time when I almost rage quit this game. But you know what? The best games make you feel that way sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and as as I'm going along, you see these little skeletons with these little signs that say, don't give up. <laughs> oh, try again. Just one more time. You can do it. And I'm like, the, the game knows. Like, it's such a self-aware game. Like, it knows that you're close to rage quitting at this point. And... <laughs> These little skeletons are just so encouraging. It's great. Um, yeah. So great game, Anglerfish. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Taz. It's back to you. I think my game is um, the Stanley Parable. It's a game where you play as Stanley. It's first person, and you have this narrator that's she. You like you pretty much just do what the narrator tells you, but the entire game is like this crazy because you work at like an office job but it's just this weird fever dream of a game that i can't even describe like there's an achievement for i think if you play the game 
and then you don't play it for like I think seven years or something like that. Like a Steam achievement. You don't play it, you do not open it for seven years. And then after seven years or more, you open the game again, and you get an achievement for it. Uh, that's, <laughs> like that's real life? Real like life real years? lifetime. Like, yeah, what? do not touch the game for years. I think it's five. Maybe it's five. Something along those lines. But it's literal years. And don't touch it. Don't open it. But then after that time, you get an achievement. Um, but like, you just do what the narrator tells you. And the narrator is kind of like, has like, dr- this is like this dry humor and like, it's just weird, man. Like, I think at the end, like, you're trying to, like, press this button that will blow up the world or something along those lines. Like, I don't even know, man. It's very deadpan, but, like, hilarious. Um, they did come out with a remake slash sequel uh, within the last year, last couple of months. Um, so I haven't played that one yet. I've played the original. But I think because of the way the humor is, they definitely added to the remake slash sequel. So uh, I, haven't, I haven't really checked it out because it's like, I, th- I think from what I understand, no one's like Stanley Parable experience is the same, I think. Um, so that you can just do a bunch of different things. So I don't know. It's pretty weird. It's just more of a fever dream rather than like something, something silly or goofy. It's just like, what is what is what am I doing? What's going on? It's very, very you question a lot of things. So that's that's my strangest game. Cool. Yes, video games that make you question life and things are also great. Yeah. And that's commitment too. Five years. Yeah. Jeez. You're like a I I you're like a different person in five years. Like how would you <laughs> I just can't imagine going back to something and remembering that I should go back to it. Like that would be wow. That also reminds me of another game that I played called The Longing. And this game came out like a couple years ago. And you the whole game is you waiting a year in real life, like 365 days. So from that time that you start the game, you have to wait all that time. And there's like different things you can do. And it's just this little guy who it's like you walk around in caves and things slowly change. So if you open it up one week, like moss on the walls will grow more or something or like, water in one place will be gone or whatever and you can read books and do all kinds of things but you can't beat the game until a year after you start because the whole point is that you're waiting for this king that's like asleep anyway i will not spoil the ending for you but it is yeah that's what it reminded me of the longing (laughs) such a weird game yeah it's an interesting concept yeah of like real lifetime that you have to spend. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at the achievements for this, the original Stanley Parable. Mm-hmm. And there's achievement that's play the Stanley Parable for an entire duration of a Tuesday. What? Um, don't play Stanley Parable for five years. So it's five. Okay. Um, complete the Stanley Parable in under four minutes, 22 seconds. Oh, click on a door 430 times. Uh, quit the game and start it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty weird. And then there's this one, it's it's titled, like, there's, like, 15 eights, like, just the number eight. And then the description is, like, maybe 30 number eights. I forgot how I get that one. I don't know. So it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Wow. 
Well, there you go. Thank you guys for answering our question of the week. Um, if you want to answer any of these questions for yourself, please sign up for the Game Raven Review Discord. And you can find a link to that on our website, GameRavenReview.com. We'll be back with our main segment of the podcast right after this. Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast. Today, we are talking about conventions. Why? Well, we are going to be attending MAGWest once again this next week in San Jose, and we'll be celebrating music and gaming with that wonderful team again this year. We were there last year and had a blast, let me tell you. MAGWest Mm -hmm. is, uh, it spawned from MAGFest, which is a music and gaming festival currently on the East Coast. And um, it's a three-day event dedicated to appreciating video game music and the gaming community. And it runs 24 hours a day, which is what sets it apart from other conventions that I've seen. Um, And there's going to be consoles and arcades and tabletop and LAN and live video game cover bands, chip tunes, guest speakers, pool concerts, yada, 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 so much more. Going 24 hours a day. So there's always something going on. Um, But for today... We're going to dive into some conventions we have attended in the past, personally, and what we thought of that, including MAGWest and MAGFest. So let's jump in. We're going to start with the question, what do you love most about conventions? And let's start with you, Faye. Um, I, what I love the most about conventions, uh, I, I really like being able to specifically gaming conventions i love being able to try out different games uh you know without having to pay for them you know (laughs) like uh because like normally you know if you're at home you're kind of scrolling through steam or even through like playstation whatever um and you can see the description and everything but a game is always different when you're playing it there's there's a huge difference between just reading the description and and actually being in it and playing it yourself and i really like that at conventions you can sit down and play a lot of these games um for yourself and see what what's good what's maybe you don't like um but yeah it's it's really cool and also that you know there there are developers and stuff there that you can ask questions to or maybe even give feedback to and uh that's that's always really exciting to kind of just be able to try out as much as you want yeah as much as your energy and body allows (laughs) right yeah energy and body allows um for sure yeah like i totally love that about conventions as well um i uh i think though one of my favorite things about conventions is um, the panels. So I, when I go to conventions and I'm not working, um, I like to attend as many panels as I can. And I, I know you can like see um, convention panels online. You can go to watch anybody talk about any topic. 
But there's something about being in person and at a convention that is unique. It's kind of like, like, okay, you're at home and you have like tons of food in the cabinet and you could make any meal you wanted to. But when you go to a restaurant, it's like curated for you and um, you're able to like enjoy somebody else's creation. Um, That's kind of how I see conventions and panels like they're wonderful meals that are curated for you and you get to experience um, what the convention sees as like uh, a cool panel or some, a topic that people are talking about. It's great. So that's kind of like what I love about conventions. How about you, Taz? What, um, what do you love about conventions? I think my, what I like about conventions is being able to demo games, especially, I don't know. (laughs) This is kind of funny, but in my experience, um, I like demoing games, especially when it invites like two people to play against each other. And I don't know, I like to win. Um, so it's kind of especially with a new game, you know, brand new game. It's not even released yet, but me and some stranger one v one and I smoke them. It's like, mm, yeah, good game. You know, walk away, you know, don't have to, you don't have to deal with that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just being able to demo games and seeing what people are coming out with um, is always is always fun. Um, I remember my first packs like before, like way before Game Raven was even like a concept. Like my very first packed packs, I think we were like, I think I was like twenty one or something, something along those lines. Um, but like being able to see like the big boys in action, right? The PlayStation, the Xbox, the Nintendo, like that was my first time, like being able to being like a part of that. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Um, Now it's kind of changed a little bit, uh, leaving a lot of room actually for the smaller, smaller people um, because you got the bigger, bigger people doing their own online versions of like, uh, like the PlayStation showcase and like Nintendo direct and like things like that. Um, so it's it's given more opportunity for more experiences now than it has before because um, it has like I, I mean literally more real estate for people like have instead of just one big giant thing for one company if it's like 10 um, smaller booths for more interactions and things like that. So uh, definitely talking to the developers and playing their games is is definitely my highlight of conventions. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, um, I know you mentioned PAX. Um, what are some of our favorite conventions that we've been to? And it can be certain years. It can be, you know, certain locations. Um, Taz, let's start with you since uh, you mentioned PAX. I think, uh, I think PAX East has been my favorite PAX um, and my favorite convention so far mostly because of the uh the venue the venue is very simple um you got the boardrooms for stuff and then the convention hall is just actually one space whereas in the washington state convention center it's like they utilize the the sky bridge for like some like they have magic stuff and plushies and for for vendors but it kind of does feel weird having two separate conventions or two separate expo halls kind of sort of um, because sometimes like even still, I'm like, 
I swear that booth was in this half, but no, I have to waddle all the way to the next half. And it's just like, it's kind of uh, a maze, even though it's like two spaces. Um, so being in Boston, going to PAX East and having that one venue uh, and, and especially not having to go to different hotels for different like panels and stuff. Um, you were just in one building the entire day and it was nice. It was good. Uh, if you wanted to go out to eat and come back, you totally could. It's super easy to do. Um, but it, but with that said, it'll be interesting to see if they utilize the new what the space that they use for Comic-Con this year for PAX. We'll see if, if that goes, if that happens, who knows? Uh, because, you know, being at PAX here was great, but I don't want to waddle all the way to a hotel and then find a hotel boardroom to go to a, pa- a panel. It's not the most fun thing now that I've experienced PAX East. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer. My favorite convention has been PAX East 20. What was that 2022? Technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep, you do a yep. lot of waddling. It sounds like I'm, wa- I'm always waddling. <laughs> <You're man. a> <laughs> Freaking. I don't want to waddle. Hang Just take me here. to the space. You know, we got to get like a wagon or something. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> one of those um, red wagons just yes. throw, me the <laughs> throw me a little red wagon yeah right oh my god Faye what about you um I have always really loved PAX um I think it's because it's the first one that I had been to um and I've been to every year since I think 2015 maybe 2014 I can't remember but what it a while a while and um it's cool seeing like the evolution and also after uh the pandemic when it got really small (laughs) and and then now seeing it progressively get bigger again um has been really interesting but i do have to say i really do love um the mag conventions as well because that 24-hour aspect is really fun i know last year at mag west there was one time it was like one in the morning and a group of us were like, let's go down and play some games. And we <laughs> and like for hours uh, until like five in the morning, we just were playing random games and stuff. And that, that was a cool feeling. Also, there's a really cool pool. So I really enjoyed that. And Mag, uh, Mag Fest uh, in D.C., was really exciting because it was a a big hotel um convention center so it was it was really cool to be able to again like stay there and kind of explore around dc and also come back and play some games at magfest like (laughs) it it yeah it was a really cool experience so i really i'm really excited for how um mag is also growing and and developing and uh what more they can do uh the more people are aware and the more resources they have i feel like they can they can expand it and make it really really cool because that 72 hour aspect there's a lot you can do with that so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure thank you jenny um for sure i totally love mag as well for the 24 hour aspect um and i do love packs you know i've been going for a while However, I think I, I do want to mention IWOCON, I-W-O-C-O-N, 
It is run by the Indie World Order, and it is very unique. Um, it is a virtual convention, so you attend, like, virtually. And not only do you attend virtually, but you it's a game. So you jump into this game, you get to choose your own avatar, and um, the last, last year that they did it, um, you got to be a pirate. Do you get to be a pirate and like running around and you get to choose your outfit and like what you look like and everything? It's so cool. And as you're running around, like it's like this island and on the island are the booths for all of the indie games. And like not only is it a convention that is centered specifically around indie games, but also I I don't think I've ever seen a convention that's all virtual like that. Um, yeah. I, I hadn't before and I haven't seen anything since. So really love it. Um, again, that's the Indie World Order uh, who puts on that. So I WoCon. And uh, I'm not sure when their convention will be this year, but you can go to their website, uh, the Indie World Order, and uh, see updates about that. I think they're going to be in space this next time around, Whoa, um, which space? is super cool. I know. I hope there's like little planets that you get to go to that are different themes. Um, Cause when we were pirates on the islands, each Island has, has its own theme. And like, not only do they have the booths, but they also have like side mini games that are super fun that you can do. Cause like, let's be real. We love conventions. We love seeing the content, but a lot of the fun is like finding the random things to do <laughs> when you're actually mm -hmm. at a convention. And so, I don't know, it's, it was fun that they had like little secret places that you could like hang out and play soccer or I don't know, f treasure hunt or whatever. And you can also collect coins while you're going through and it's so great. So Iwocon, I think, um, is one of my favorites for sure. So let's go on to the next question. Um, what is the best way to network at conventions, in your opinion? Um, Faye, let's start with you. I think the best way is honestly asking questions and being uh, interested, I guess. It sounds obvious, but like if you think about it, a lot of these developers and stuff these games that they're showing you and stuff, this has been kind of their life for a while. And like, this is their passion. So like, don't be afraid to ask some questions and, and be in as interested as they are in it. Um, and uh, when they, when they see that you care, they care. So um, that's just a big one that I've found is, is kind of let yourself kind of geek out a little bit <laughs> and stuff they they love that and um and when you make those connections they they will help grow you and them as well because then you can share their game with you know your friends and and when you ask questions and stuff you can answer the questions that your friends might have later about the game um and stuff so yeah just kind of let best is let yourself geek out a little bit and because <laughs> they yeah it's they yeah. everyone is just as passionate as you are <laughs> for sure yeah 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 and being vocal about that uh passion and those questions and stuff is like yeah yeah absolutely taz what about you uh i would have to just second Faye on that one um i'm not 
like the best networker. Uh, like I don't like doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think that's just like what Faye was saying. Like that's true for like anything, and like I think that's just like, a solid base. You know, just like let yourself do the things, have fun, con- like talk to people. Um, in those moments, like let it be organic. And that's what I prefer. I hate the whole, you know, just t- talking shop and then, oh, give me your business card, business card, that, this, that, the other. Like, as a, on a personal level, as a personal, like, you know, I'll rep, you know, Game Raven, you know, I'll do what I need to do. But, like, on a personal level, like, I like the more organic feel of the networking. So that's, that's just me. Um, so I think Faye hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. 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 I think also um, uh, something that I have noticed, too, is outside of, like, networking with game devs, there's also, like, networking with other gamers that's super fun to do at conventions. And um, they have, like, different things outside of the games and outside of the panels that you can get involved with. Um, And I think about uh, we were with uh, Michaela at uh, PAX East. And while we were all doing, you know, our coverage media th- stuff, um, she was able to go on a, um, not a treasure hunt, but a, a, like, choose your own adventure. And it was um, margaritas around town. So she had this, like, passport that was full of all these bars that had the best margaritas in town. And she <laughs> went to each one. And you check it off, and at the end, you get a margarita pin from this margarita guy. And I just remember her having the best time running around and trying to get all of these margaritas and then coming back to the convention hall and trying to find the margarita guy um, because there was no set location. So she had to actually, like, search around and ask people. And she got to know the... um, got to know people pretty well uh especially those that are into like collecting pins which is its own network in itself um she eventually found this like random room with the margarita guy and got her pin um but that was like an experience that uh you know i don't know it showed me that there's other ways to uh to network with other gamers and stuff I think another great way to network that kind of goes along with uh, your your comment or like your what you're saying, both of you um, about let, letting it be organic is um, the uh, console lounges where they just have like Super Smash Brothers or, you know, just all kinds of different games that you can just sit down and play. It's like an open play because mm-hmm. I have met so many people doing that because it's it's such a great way to organically start conversation by just walking around and being like hey can i play that game with you and people are like yeah let's do it and then you start playing a game together and you get to know them and um yeah that's a really great way to network and then i also think too like i have a hard time as well like talking to people um i do it a lot but that doesn't mean that i like enjoy it fully you know Taz so like I totally get what you're saying there's something about um parallel play uh where you are playing something and it could be the same thing or different thing as the person next to you 
that makes um, connecting like so much easier, at least for me. That's that's uh, how I re really connect with people in my life and then also at conventions. I've um, I love being involved in the uh, the Pokemon League at PAX and, uh, you know, finding the gym leaders and, and battling them because there are so many people around you who are also playing the Pokemon game and who you can also battle and that just starts conversation and you start to network with people that way too. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can network. Um, but these are, these are the ones that we kind of have felt, felt uh, works for us. So yeah. All right. Next question. What is the best way to find indies at conventions? Taz, let's start with you this one. The best way to find indies is hit up your conventions like indie corner or indie room, something dedicated to indie games. It'll typically be like labeled as such. I know in PAX West, there was definitely like a dedicated, it was like the indie world or something like that. It definitely had an entire space dedicated to like all the indie games. Oh, yeah. And I remember it in the, I don't remember where it was in PAX East, but um, that's kind of just my way of finding indies. And then you kind of go from there. So when you're back to networking and then be like, yo, is there any hidden gems around here? Then you can kind of find some new stuff around um, because there are definitely and I've learned in like the video game industry and even in the indie industry, like there are definitely different levels of indie games. Um, so there's definitely like the more popular ones. So they'll definitely be off somewhere else. Whereas you have kind of people who have been able to have the opportunity to get in, into their first packs because it was all on their dime type deal and spend instead of being invited. Um, both are still indie, but both are probably going to be in different spaces. Um, so then you can kind of go from there too. That's where that's what my experience uh, leads me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Faye? Um, yeah, kind of, uh, that as well. And a kind of word of mouth. Um, uh, if you do like a game, um, figure out where it's at and probably around it will be other indie games and also talking to different people and, uh, kind of sharing your interest and stuff. They, they might know where like, oh, in the corner back there, there's an indie game that isn't really seen often so you know you can i don't know what the right word is but uh i don't know just kind of kind of talking to people and letting letting it be known that like you're looking for indie games and stuff because there's always someone that knows something you don't <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and that kind of yeah. ties into our previous question of like you know how do you network and how do you connect with people um, yeah. for me, um, finding indies at conventions, another, like definitely what you guys said, like, I, I also think that, but, um, what I like to do is every convention that I've been to has an app or it has like a website. And before the convention starts, I like to just browse through that. Um, mm. I not, I know everybody has like a busy life and sometimes you don't even think about it until you're actually at the convention. But I think my best experiences have been when I've just like taken a sec to look at the list and anything that I I don't recognize, I kind of look into and I'm like, what what is that? Um, and some of the times they'll they'll uh, organize the list for you so you can have like you can search by the indie tag um, and then go from there. 
I do struggle, however, with directions. So if I find a game and it gives me a booth number that doesn't that doesn't guarantee that I'll actually find it, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like on my way to games. Like I'll I'll stop and again the ADHD thing. Um, I will be like, oh, this looks like a cool game too. So like I, now I found a different game. But having having like a destination in mind is is how I I don't know. I do conventions well, so. I did think of another way to find okay. your indies, right, at conventions. Panels, right? There's this Ooh. great organization called Game Raven Review. Uh, they've been doing <laughs> panels for a spit. Um, some of their famous panels are the most ridiculous games that they can find, uh, indies that they can find. And so there you go. Not all those indies will be at the convention. So if you're looking for something a little bit more outside of that, um, maybe a little older, maybe something a little bit newer, um, check out those panels because they give you lists of wonderful games. Yeah, for sure. Yay. And, it's, you know, <laughs> thank you, Taz. It's not just us, but um, yeah, if you're browsing <laughs> through the panels and you see something about indies, um, uh, there's, yeah, there's all kinds of different panels um, that you can go to. And not just indies, too. Like, if you're um, interested in cozy games, they have cozy game panels. Or, you know, if they have dating sim games, um, they have those kinds of panels. And and so on um it's it's pretty great so yeah thank you for mentioning that because that's a wonderful resource as well so what advice do you have for someone attending a convention for the first time or someone that isn't as familiar with conventions taz let's start with you be completely prepared to to be in a, like a place with a lot of people like a lot of people mm-hmm. you're not like if it's your very first convention and you don't don't know what to expect the least of what you can expect is seeing a lot of people um that's not a bad thing um just kind of be prepared for that i know that can be mentally draining for some people um definitely me uh you know for those introverts out there like don't be afraid because like i've gone a whole day at a convention and not have to talk to anybody um so mm-hmm. you know as long as you're like i mean some people might like comment like comment on your shirt if you're wearing merch like it's it's great passerby conversation but um don't feel like oh god i'm gonna have to talk to a bunch of people like no you don't maybe maybe a dev or two if you're demoing a game they're asking you know how you think about the game so at that point you can start to kind of break out of your shell a little bit um and just like enjoy the day uh but i think my my advice would be just ex- expect people and as long as you kind of have that have that base, you're good. You're good. That's that's great advice because um, I don't know about you, but I kind of hate people. <laughs> like treat that. Like and I, I don't know. It it can be f- very frustrating. So kind of preparing yourself for for that and just like understanding that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but people who are like in spaces full of other people they just kind of forget how to be a person you know in mm. very lots of different ways and i am one of those people so i'm gonna say me <laughs> I, included yeah like i totally <laughs> understand like you know i hate people but like i'm also a person so like i i get it um mm-hmm. yeah for sure just like prepping yourself for that i think also um you were talking about it like kind of being draining um, earlier, Taz. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I deal with like chronic illness and stuff, but anybody can get really drained by that because it there's a lot of uh, stuff happening. You know, there's a lot of stimulation when you're in the convention hall and you get tired 
really quickly. Um, and mm-hmm. you, you don't need a chronic illness to get tired. Like it, I have had so many friends that I've brought to conventions for the first time. And they're just like, whoa, I need a break right now. Like, this is a lot of stuff. And just finding those little spaces that are quiet and kind of give you some space and kind of pacing yourself out um, is really helpful too. And making sure that you bring water and you have access to snacks. Like, I know it, it sounds like your mom, like, oh, bring a granola bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true though. Like, bring mm-hmm. bring that granola bar with you. Uh, it, it will save your life. Trust me. Um, yeah, so I would say that. And then also, um, if you are able to, and I understand that not everybody is able to financially to do this, but if you're able to go more than one day, like don't go Mm -hmm. into it thinking, oh, I'm going to spend the whole day at the convention and that will be enough. It's never enough. And also Mm -hmm. like certain things happen on certain days. And so if you choose only one day, it's like you may or may not get to experience this thing. And, you know, you can look at the schedule and kind of plan your your um, when you visit. But if you're able to more than one day, for sure. Um, Faye, what would you say to someone? Yeah, I would second the um, make sure to bring water and food, uh, water and snacks and food and get good rest because I... I am someone where I actually did fail to do that one of the times and I I got pretty pretty sick and I was very sad cuz I missed some panels cuz I I had to I had to go home cuz <laughs> cuz I was just I was very dehydrated and hadn't had enough to eat and with all the people and stuff it can be overwhelming and the the biggest and best way to overcome that is to make sure all your other boxes are checked Mm-hmm. You're well fed, well rested, and well watered. <laughs> watered. Uh, <laughs> you're watered and ready to go because there are lots of cool games and stuff to do, but you can only do that if you're fueled up yourself. So, yeah, bring a little backpack, have, you know, some sandwiches, some granola bars. And if you, if you have a big bottle of water to, fill up that's great or bring a few um smaller bottles but make sure you have enough water and stuff and locating those water fountains that's yes that should be on your yeah. list yeah yep. okay yes for sure i i also thought about like 24 hour conventions we were talking about mag like it's so easy to get swept away and then realize mm-hmm. that you have been up for t- far too long and like you just been doing too much and i think that's also why i really like mag is because you can totally like take a nap for four hours and then get up and then you know you can kind of sleep when you want to and and you can wake up and know that there's like still things happening um i really like that for sure i remembered what i was gonna say um when you're planning your trip um just know that most people are going on saturday doesn't matter what yeah. convention it is saturday is always the most crowded so for me personally again i i'm not a huge fan of crowds so i try i try to go the whole weekend but if i were to only be able to choose a couple days i probably wouldn't choose saturday um for me personally i found that sundays are probably the best um it's not quite the end so like devs aren't completely tired at that point 
but it's like they've been doing it long enough where you know they're warmed up they know what to say they've kind of like gotten into the groove of things and then also less people end up showing up on a Sunday and I know there are still people in the world that have the nine to five you know Monday through Friday jobs so Sunday is good if you are one of those people um but aside from Sunday uh you know, if, if you're looking for a day where there really isn't anybody, um, Mondays are great, too. Um, and uh, Fridays are OK. I don't know. I haven't. Fridays are kind of all over the place. It seems like before 5 p.m. Fridays are pretty dead. But then after that, like there's a lot. And um, look for after parties, too. I forgot to mention that mm-hmm. during our uh, networking question. But those are great yes. ways to network with people and you can find those on like Facebook events or on their app or you can just Google things like um, there are always parties happening um, and at all times of day too not just like in the evening so that's cool Um, and talking to people sometimes you just get talking to someone and they're like oh yeah later on we're going to this party do you want to come like Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. yeah Yeah. And then also, um, Faye, you talked about, uh, you were talking about how like overwhelming it can be um, in general. And I thought too, like, if you're going multiple days, like give yourself a whole day of just like wandering around, like not Mm -hmm. necessarily doing anything, but just kind of like getting a feel for the convention hall and like what's available and everything. Like that's going to help you so much because then the next day you can kind of know where you're going and what you're doing. Um, and you've kind of gotten that like feeling of being overwhelmed a little like figured out (laughs) and you can actually like focus on what you're doing. Um, yeah, cool. All right. So last question, and we also kind of talked about this already, but, um, why are we ending with this question? I don't know why I'm the one who wrote these and I'm like, we're going to end on this note. Um, what are your pet peeves when it comes to conventions? <laughs> Faye? Oh, big one. Being sanitary. Oh. Please, please, please wash your hands. Um, uh, I guess this is more for like the people running the booths and stuff. Wipe down the controllers and, you know, stuff. Because there, there is the PAX Plague. Mm-hmm. as they call it at PAX, but really anywhere you go, lots of people touching things, lots of people coughing and sneezing and blowing their nose and, you know. <laughs> yeah, literally all kinds of things. Like, even during the pandemic where we have to wear masks, yeah. it's still Yeah. Is so thing. just kind of keep in mind that there are other people that want to enjoy things and probably have a 9 to 5 to go back to on on Monday. So, mm-hmm. You know, and help them out, help yourself out to be able to stay your best by just be be cleanly. Act like your mom is following you around. <laughs> you know, don't <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And packing like like your own wipes, too. Mm-hmm. And your own yeah. hand sanitizer. Like like you made a great point, Faye. Like, yeah, it's it's for other people, but it's also for you too Mm -hmm. so like when you sit down to demo a game and you have a wipe to wipe things down before you play it's great and then after you play so like other people don't get your germs like that's yeah top tier convention etiquette yeah etiquette yeah (laughs) that's the word i was like what word is this i'm just gonna skip it (laughs) 
Taz, what about you? What what's some what's your uh pet peeve when it comes to conventions? Uh move. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> That's great. Just like in driving, like there's a slow lane and there's a fast lane. Like if you're not going fast, be anywhere else. Yeah, um, figure it out. Figure it out. That's kind of just I, I, personally that is just kind of pe- my pet peeve. I don't know. I walk fast. I, I don't know. Uh, but like, I mean, that, I feel like that goes into like etiquette. You know what I mean? Like. Don't be rude. Don't be people's way. Make way for the cosplayers. You know, they're the ones in mm-hmm. like the fragile gear, you know, mm-hmm, and it looks mm-hmm. cool. So get out of their way for sure. But yeah, I think just like physical positioning. Think a little bit more on. Think about it. Give it an extra second when you're walking around is kind of my biggest pet peeve. Yeah, I think as uh, as actually heard a podcast about this um, as humans, we are far more um, aware of what's in front of us than what's behind us. I mean, but makes sense. Like, you know, all of our senses are geared toward in front of us. But like just being aware of what's behind you, um, especially when, you know, you're wandering the convention hall and you're just trying to take everything in. Just being aware of like there are people who aren't wandering like you are, like they have to be somewhere. They have a panel that they're kind of late to or um, they're trying to get to a demo or, you know, whatever. Or they're trying to find the water fountain because they really need some water right now. Yeah. Or they need to- I don't know. Like, there's all kinds of reasons why people need to move fast in crowds. So just being aware of what's behind you and that, you know, you don't know what the person's going through um, is is really great. And then, yeah, I, I love that you mentioned the cosplayers. Like, great etiquette around cosplayers is give them lots of room. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because things are fragile, but also it's I don't know how they do it. Like it gets so hot in their in their costumes. Like mm-hmm. it's ugh, amazing. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, those are great um, pet peeves because <laughs> I think everybody should know about that. Um, I also share those pet peeves. So now I'm having to think about I'm sure there's so many pet peeves that I have. Um but yeah, I think I would say the the physical positioning is probably probably the most. And then also just and this can't be helped, I get it, but like misinformation. Um I talked about like finding certain um like games and there have been so many times when the booth number is wrong or like you can't even see where the booth rows are, like it's just not obvious and as somebody who actually uses the map like uh, yeah, it is a big pet peeve that I'm like, okay, where is this? Um, and yeah, and then also just like food not being readily available all the time because I don't plan like, and that's on me. Like, I probably should plan better, but when it's a Saturday and I'm so hungry for lunch and I have to stand in this huge line of people, like, not fun. That's probably oh, yeah. the other thing. So, yeah, planning is good. Well, um, thank you both so much for joining me today on the Game Raven Review podcast. I have been Puppet, and you can find me on Twitter and Twitch and Instagram and everywhere else at PuppetMasterN. I have joined Threads, so you can also find me on Threads, the new Twitter. (laughs) Um, And uh, Taz, where can we find you? 
Yeah, so you can find me at TazDevil3 on all the social media. Um, I stream for Game Raven Review on Mondays, so look out for me on Mondays. I'm typically playing whatever's kind of like launched on Game Pass lately in the indie games. Um, so I always try to do fresh stuff. Um, I also stream on my own channel, doing Hot Take Tuesdays and Spooky Saturdays. I hope to see you all there. Woohoo! And Faye? I'm Little Forest Faye. I stream on Twitch and I'm on all other social medias under that. I don't have a threads yet. I am pretty stuck on Twitter, even though it is a dying thing, but <laughs> but I'm still there. So <laughs> um but uh everything else I, I'm on Little Forest Faye. Um and I have been streaming again, so I like to play a little bit of games, and then I also like to watch documentaries and stuff. Uh, this last time watched a documentary about Wind Waker um, and the development of that, and also the uh, progression of different video game characters' voices. Um, so there's a lot of other stuff. Um, I have a lot planned, so if you are interested in anything like that, uh, feel free to stop by. I don't have like specific days or anything, but... If you follow me, you'll see the notification when I'm live. <laughs> but yeah. Nice. And as always, you can find us at Game Raven Review on all of our socials and at GameRavenReview.com. And please join our Discord. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty fun to connect with people, and Discord is a wonderful way to do so. Um, you can find a link on our website for our Discord, as well as all of our socials, too. We would love to hear from you. Have a fantastic week, and until next time, goodbye. Are you game?